Blog Talk Radio. And now, it's time for Healing from Within with your host, Tony Valen. I'm your host, Tony Valen. You can contact me, Tony, at TonyValen.com or visit our website, HealingFromWithin.net. Follow the show on Twitter, at TVHFW. The show is also available on iTunes and YouTube. Just search Healing From Within with Tony Valen or look for the Tony Valen channel on YouTube. Joining us on today's show is astrologer, author, and speaker, Marty Montez. You can learn more about Marty by going to CosmicCuisine.com. There you can look through his website for all kinds of information. Scroll down to the bottom and connect with him on Facebook and LinkedIn. Just click on the icons at the bottom. You can also call him at 813-857-4844 or email him directly, marty at cosmiccuisine.com. That's C-O-S-M-I-C-C-U-I-S-I-N-E.com. Marty, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, we're so happy to have you and we're trying to get back on track in doing these shows and I wanted to start this show with uh, an astrologer. I think you're the first astrologer we actually have on the show. And it, it intrigues me very much, and I know intrigues a lot of people. I was going to do a little research on astrology, but I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do it because this way I can have questions fresh out of my mind and get answers directly from you. That's a good point. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions. Absolutely. Okay, so my first question that I always ask all my guests is, what are your gifts and how did your journey begin? Oh, uh, well, my my gifts are that I'm a natural intuitive and I'm a certified astrologer. So basically what I do is, oh, my gift is I'm able to connect with people's purpose and their mission in life looking at an astrology chart. So just as some psychics need psychometry or some people need a vibration or some people need something to link into someone, looking at an astrology chart opens me up to someone's purpose and their mission, their destiny. And and so what I do is I inform others what lessons they've come to learn, what talents they possess, what opportunities that are outlined in their blueprint, and I basically put them on their path or confirm or testify their spiritual purposes in this lifetime. Mm, that's very interesting. So when you uh, look at someone's purpose in, in this lifetime, do you also have access to other lifetimes they may have lived or, or just what they're living in right now? Great question, Tony. There are indicators that show people who've had past lives in astrology. That's typically punctuated or characterized by the planets in the 12th house. Now, just to give you a brief synopsis, based on someone's blueprint at the time of their birth, 
where the planets are positioned, the sign they're in, and what, what house it falls in, which is the area of life, it details like specific lessons that someone's supposed to learn. In this case, the 12th house tells me a lot about the past life, tells me what um, careers they've had in the past. It also tells me what karmic obligations they have with people, places, or things in this lifetime. So astrology definitely has a great, is a great tool to understand a little bit of a past life pattern so then we can understand how to navigate our life more consciously in this lifetime. Mm, that's very interesting. So um, for people that may not know astrology, so like me, how many houses are in a, in a chart? There are 12 houses in a chart. Those are classified by specific um, areas of interest. The first house is about uh, your behavior, your attitude, your appearance to the public. It's basically the personality or the face we give others. It's people's first impression of us. The second house has to do with value, self-worth, and self-esteem. It's also classified as the money house because it is here that we show our uh, personal resources and our material possessions. The third house has to do with our ability, uh, intellectual abilities, our abilities for further education, our communication skills, and it also rules our connections to our siblings. The fourth house is a very strong house. It's called the house of domestic environment. It tells us a lot about our early conditioning in our childhood. It has a lot to do with our parents and our security, um, our foundation of life. The fifth house has to do with creative expression, anything to do with children, fun, affection, vitality, and it also rules romance. So it's a fun, fun-seeking house. The sixth house is the house of work, health, and daily activities. It's really about your purpose on earth regarding the service you've come to do, the work ethics you possess, and has a lot to do with how to manage your health in this lifetime. The seventh house has to do with relationships. It has to do with partnerships and relationships. You know, Back in the day, it was more marriages. Now, we have more living partners and cohabitation taking place. So this is about intimate relationships and also about business partners in our life. The eighth house has to do with joint resources. It has to do with finances that are either commingled with a partner, gained through inheritance, or through business ventures. And it has a lot to do with psychology and, and death. It's a very psychological house, so it has a lot to do with the underground. So it's a very deep psychological house. The ninth house is about spiritual knowledge. It's about long-distance travel, philosophy, religion, philanthropy. It has a lot to do with legal issues and higher education, global matters as well. Mm. Now, the tenth house, very profound house, it's at the top of the chart, is at the zenith. And what that represents is career ambition. Someone's desire for success or their responsibility or their vocation has a lot to do with striving to achieve in this lifetime. And the 11th house has to do with friends, acquaintances, community affairs, group activities, uh, your connection to society, political matters, any viewpoint that has a lot to do with society. Then we hit the 12th house, which I just mentioned. Now, the 12th house is deeply spiritual. Uh, this is the house of redemption and forgiveness, and this is where a lot of unconscious wisdom lies. So a lot of past life patterns are listed here. Karmic obligations to uh, parents or siblings or relationships or whomever we 
decide to work out issues with in this lifetime is positioned in the 12th house. So this is the house of universal peace, guidance, and redemption, but unconscious wisdom, and of course, the house of forgiveness. Mm, that's very interesting. So as far as this astrology goes and the way you do your do what you do, do you use intuition to go into it? And do you feel like you're working like a psychic or is it more of a science and it's all based on reading charts and stars and in, in certain positions? How does that work? Actually, I use both. I use the science of astrology and I use my intuition. So what happens with this is um, I'm certified through the science from American Federation of Astrologers. However, my gift is I have the ability to intuit or sense a pattern. I'm a class sentient, so basically I feel things and sense things. Mm, okay. So what I could do is I can sense a pattern in someone's life, and astrology is my link. So what happens is I become a portal and a channel automatically comes through me to explain why you were born with the planetary alignment that you are, and just to remind people that deep inside their subconscious, they have this ability to really understand their purpose in life. And I'm just here to kind of bring it to the surface in a conscious state of mind. So I use both the science of astrology and I also use my intuition as my gift. Okay. And when people uh, want, uh, you know, for you to do their charts, what is the, the information that you need from them and what is really the most important part of that information? There's three pieces of information that's important in order to have an accurate astrology session. You need the date of birth, the location of birth, and the exact time of birth. Now, very often, um, many times, the birth time is not located on someone's birth certificate. And perhaps a parent is not remembering or not living, no longer living, so it, they find it difficult to obtain this information. Yeah. What I suggest is, if people cannot locate their time of birth, they can always write to their Department of Health for the state that they were born in and request what's called a long-form birth certificate. The long-form birth certificate typically has you know, the doctor that was available or how the birth happened, and they usually have the time documented there. Yeah, okay. So those three pieces of information is what's necessary. Nothing else is needed because the astrologer can see the snapshot of the solar system at that moment of birth, which is someone's spiritual blueprint. Hmm. And everyone has one of those. It's sort of like a fingerprint? It is, and it's a great analogy. It's specific to someone's soul's journey, just as individualistic as a fingerprint. It's your blueprint, and it's kind of a rough outline. And so what's important is to know that there's a lot of free will as we navigate through the journey on Earth. But astrology tells the divine design. And it tells also the, the timing of things that were meant to happen as part of the unfolding of your destiny or your script in this lifetime. And I wanted to tap on something really quick that I uh, didn't answer clearly that you asked in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, um, how I got navigated a focus to astrology is um, through divine awareness and divine guidance. Um, I'll tell you really quick that I studied uh, accounting in college and didn't like it and dropped it. And I went to culinary school and graduated with a degree in cooking, but I still found that I was restless and I wasn't fulfilled. And I felt I had a bigger purpose. And then 
in the all-important age of 29, which is your Saturn return, and everybody who, who reaches the age of 29 will find that that is a very important age in their life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's a it's a level of maturity and it's and a level of awareness. Something happens to transform someone, and it doesn't matter if it's a challenging experience or a blessing. Typically, there are blessings underneath challenges, and and that typically reveals itself after we go through the difficult times. It's almost as if a death has to happen before the birth happens. Yeah. So at the age of 29, I was led to see an astrologer in New York City. And you probably can tell I'm a New Yorker from my accent, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can tell. And so I saw this astrologer at the age of 29, and I sat there with a very um, stern demeanor, and he just basically gave me a, a synopsis of my life. And he just mentioned things that happened at specific times, and that's when it clicked in my head, like, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? We all have a blueprint. I, I'm privy to know why these obstacles happen and what opportunities are, you know, waiting for me, you know, in this lifetime. And so I couldn't let it go. And I was led to learn the science. And I joined American Federation of Astrologers and graduated from their program. And then, boom, I went through a very huge astrological event that completely opened me up psychically and then shifted my life. Wow. Yeah. And when you decided to, uh, or for anyone that wants to be an astrologer, how long does it take to learn all that stuff? That's a good question. Most people buy astrology books, and I and I was quite the novice astrologer before I was age of 29. 29 is when I decided to become serious and, and just learn it from an um, academic point of view and then incorporate my own ministry into how I go ahead and help people as a life coach and as an astrological life coach. Mm-hmm. So I would typically think no more than a year, maybe less than that, for someone to be uh, a good certified astrologer, learning the basics before they enhance. Like everything in life, there's always layers to learn. See, there's no end to knowledge. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's obviously roughly a year or two, but anybody can check. Um, any astrological organization to look at their uh, curriculum and see what you know their um, pro- programs are. Yeah, very interesting. The thing that also kind of intrigues me, and I, God, I wish I, I knew how to do this or how to. I don't even. I can't even get the terminology correct in my head. And I, I think I jokingly said to you, uh, well, to you jokingly, to me, I was kind of serious when I told you that. You know, my, I'm a rising Leo and a Virgo laying down. How does that all work? How, what are their terms? Please explain that to me, because even after talking to you, I still can't focus on it. How, how do you know? Is it rising signs, and what is the other term? Well, the three main points that most people remember in an astrology chart is, first of all, their sun sign, which is also called a zodiac sign. Most people oh, know that okay. basic part. Yes. So your, your zodiac sign or your sun sign would be Leo. Okay. Mm-hmm. The next important aspect in in chart reading is the moon sign. Where the moon is determines how you react emotionally. It tells me a lot about your emotional life. Now, the next point, which is the point of reference you mentioned, is called the rising sign or the ascendant. And that's the sign rising on the eastern horizon at the exact moment of your birth 
And that's basically the personality. And that's a very, very important part or point in a chart because that, if that sign is different than your zodiac signs, and typically what happens is, like many of us do, we put a front up or we come across a certain way to the masses, to the public. But it's not who we are authentically inside. Right. And so a lot of the times the, the conflict, I think, in life is, you know, being authentically clear about your spiritual purpose and being who you are and integrating that with your personality. Because sometimes they conflict with the two. So that's how you would read uh, or answer that basic question. Yeah. Now, if your sun sign is Leo and you're a Leo rising, then basically who you are and your personality conjoin. They're one and the same. Okay. Huh. Okay. So, it's, it's, so, it's, so it's a much easier transition in this lifetime. Not to say that this lifetime is easy, because it's not. Yeah. I'll share with more about that later. Yeah, and, and so let me ask you, that brings up another question uh, for me. So these signs are based on our birth when, we're, when we come into this world. And as silly as this may seem, I'm still going to ask it, are there certain, uh, are, are there charts for people when they pass on? I mean, I know that's kind of silly, but maybe it would help the other family members. Have, is that, does that exist? You mean like a death chart? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I've, I don't study things like that, but I will share with you that what I typically do is when I know someone's exact time of death and I have the exact time of birth, I look at both to see if this was a planned exit. Mm. And very often I have seen that there are events in someone's birth chart that had them transition back into the spirit world. Now, I've heard from others say that the chart still continues on in the spiritual world until there's another incarnation to earth. That could be plausible, but I've never studied that. But I can share with you that based upon just the universal laws that exist, and these are just spiritual laws that, you know, it, even if astrology doesn't show it, because of free will, everything is flowing as it should be. Mm. Yeah. Are you able to tell someone when they are going to transition uh, based on charts or no? Yes, at times I can see that. That's very often connected to the fourth house. Now, as I mentioned earlier when I was reviewing the houses, the fourth house has to do with your domestic environment, your early childhood, your, your foundation in life, your security. It also rules the end of life. So mm -hmm. the bottom of the chart shows if there's endings there. I, you know, there are times I'll see um, someone who may be ill and I'll see that there's going to be astrological transits to the fourth house. I know that they're going to be exiting during that period of time. In fact, that's how I can tell if someone's going to experience a loss in their life. It's typically by an astrological transit that's going to the fourth house. It may not be their transition, but it definitely indicates that there's going to be a loss or someone's going to transition. Mm. And it's going to really impact them because it's part of their family. And that could be in any way. It could be a financially or, or a death in the family or something like that. Is that correct? Well, the loss most likely would be uh, affiliated with a family member. It could be a pet. It could be a family member. Or it could be a domestic relocation. It impacts the home life and the foundation. Financial loss is a little different. You know, all losses are difficult, but a loss is a loss. But we're talking about specifically people who go through physical death. 
And typically the fourth house shows that. And, and, and personally for me, I definitely have gone through loss um, when the planets hit my fourth house. Mm. So I, I definitely see that not only as a personal testimony, but I've seen it in other people's charts as well. I see. And what are, there are, what are the different types of charts you work with? Uh, primarily, I use uh, just the birth chart, and then I run other charts for forecasting. There's, um, well, the birth chart basically is your blueprint. That doesn't change. That's mm-hmm. just basically your, your fingerprint for this lifetime. Right. And it's just a great indicator of, you know, where the focus lies in your life and what, you know, how you can navigate your life consciously. Now, progressions is a formula-based chart, and it's used for um, forecasting. And it's very good. It's a, it's a good method. And what it does, it helps you to forecast trends and shifts in their life. Now, a transit chart is very, very powerful, Tony. A transit chart is what's going on in our solar system today and how does it impact our own personal chart. And that's basically showing um, what's coming up in your life, what's going on right now, and what just passed. So it's like the, it's like the past, present, and future. And it kind of just helps you navigate your life to understand why you're going through transitions in your life. Or people often use it for timing purposes to launch specific things in their life or to initiate you know, things that are, pertain to their life interest. And then there's many other charts. There's compatibility charts. That's basically taking um, two people's birth information, finding the synastry or the composite between the two, and finding the compatibility between two people. There's solar return charts. Basically, that's run on everyone's birthday. And basically, that gives an indication of where the energy lies, where the sun falls, what position or what house the sun falls into in the solar chart. gives an imprint for that year. And then you could run what's called monthly lunar charts based upon the moon cycle. Whenever the moon falls back in in that sign each month, you could take a look at the astrological aspects, which are basically where the planets are compared to the moon and how they're communicating to the moon. And it kind of tells you what kind of a month you're going to have. So there are many, many, many astrology charts. What's most important is the birth chart. That's the blueprint. And then if you want to know what's going on in your life, it's always good to look at a transit chart. So those are the two of the most important other than the ones I just mentioned. And how often should people have an astrological reading? Um, Well, I typically suggest that everyone get a full astrological reading, which is basically their birth blueprint and then what's going on, what's happened in their life thus far and what's coming up for them. So they can have a well-rounded understanding of their purpose and their mission. Also, they'll... um, understand what has happened thus far and then what's coming up for them. So what I typically do is do a full session for customers and then what we do is called the follow-up each year. So I think people should see an astrologer once a year just to get a forecast for the whole year. A lot of people tend to do that around their birth dates mm-hmm. and some people are very, you know, um, uh, clinical. They want it done at the beginning of the year so they can forecast the whole year, which you know, they're very orderly, very systematic. So it all depends on how someone runs their life. But typically, once a year will be best. Mm, great. How would you uh, recommend uh, for someone, if they're looking for a good astrologer, what are the signs to look for to choose the right one, you know, for you, for, you, for your reading? Hmm. 
Well, there are many different astrologers who are drawn to specific topics in life. For instance, there are people who are sports astrologers. They study charts for athletes. Uh, you have mundane astrologers who look at trends maybe for celebrities or current events in life. And then you have someone like me. I'm a life coach, and I'm a spiritual astrologer. So what I do is I look at it from a subjective point of view, um, and from someone, someone's blueprint, and I educate them based upon, you know, where the planets are positioned. And it's very important to have um, to find someone who is who does personal astrology or uh, spiritual astrology, because where all the planets are aligned tells so much about you. It, it tells you about your identity, a lot about your emotions, your communication skills, your ability to love and how relationships are affecting you and how to attract what you need in your life. It tells me about your courage, your energy level. Um, mentions the area of area you'll be luck, you have luck and optimism in. It tells me the area you need structure and discipline where you need to learn. It tells me the areas of freedom you desire. You know, it tells me the areas of transformation. It's very in-depth. And, and a lot of times people often refer people to word of mouth, which tends to be the biggest um, form of uh, promotion or marketing. Uh, but, you know, if anybody at the, this day and age uh, Googles astrologers, they can try to find if there's someone who's been around for a while and maybe reads their website and maybe contact someone who's had a session with them before. I mean, there's many different ways to to understand that. And, you know, the universe has a very wise way of navigating your life and attracting clients to you. So uh, I, I find, like, they find you anyway. <laughs> right. I agree. And uh, so I was going to ask you, uh, based on your past experiences, do you does one reading stand out to you uh, than all the others? I mean, have there been some that have been very touching for you? Ooh, good question. Uh, you know, Tony, I've, I've, I've been... But an astrologer for two decades now, mm-hmm. so I have read thousands of charts, um, and I typically detach from each session just from energy perspective. But yeah. I will tell you one that what, what maybe wasn't as emotional as um, I would want to disclose, but I attracted the wonderful acclaimed author and publisher Louise Henning into my life, oh, uh-huh. and she became a client of mine. And, and reading her each year, giving her my own individualistic interpretation of her forecasts was wonderful. So there's definitely a highlight in my life. So there's many, many times, Tony, when someone is coming to me for a session, it's because someone is going through a very difficult time in their life. And when I can show them why, it's the greatest feeling in the world because they can understand that this is all a temporary experience and this is to help them move forward and to help them grow. And even though it is a difficult time, all tough times come to pass, which is a blessing. (laughs) Yeah. And so many, many times I've helped customers just by showing them what's going on. And what really helped me is if I've experienced something similar, I can testify and provide even more information um, to, you know, what the specific lesson is and how to, uh, basically, more importantly, how to react and how to navigate their lives and get through it. Yeah, yeah I think that's uh, awesome. So uh, you read for Louise Hay. Now, she's the uh, uh, she's the, the, the founder of Hay House Radio. Is that correct? 
she's the founder of Hay House Publishing. Oh, Hay House Publishing, Balboa Publishing, right. which is your publisher. Right, right, right. Well, Balboa is um, basically part of Hay House. Hay House is the parent company, and Balboa Press is the self-help side of the parent company. So. My book was published through Balboa Press, and it's uh, listed under the body, mind, and spirit genre. So there, Hay House is the giant of self-help, metaphysical, spirituality, and body, mind, and spirit books. And Louise Hay was the founder of that, and um, she's wonderful. You yeah. know? And I attracted her into my life, and, and she's a wonderful healer and, a, and an amazing author Absolutely. and a wonderful person. Uh, I can I can just tell by seeing her photographs that she is a good person. Um, before we moved on to the second part of the interview, I wanted to ask you, have you ever done charts for children or for family? And, and how does that differ? I mean, have you done that? Uh, that's curious to me. Good questions. Um, Two-part questions, so I'll answer it. The children thing. Yes, I have read for children, um, not specifically for them, um, Per se, uh, I've done it for parents who've had children and they just wanted to know a little bit of an outline for their children's personality and what their, per, you know, their soul's purpose and mission is. So I've done that. Now, what I've done is I have read for teenagers, which I'm extremely grateful to do mm-hmm. because um, I think we are all impressionable, Tony, but there are times when in life, especially as a teenager, when you are... In, you're a young adult, and there are things that are not molded yet, and yet when you can influence someone positively by really explaining to them their own blueprint, it helps them really become empowered. And it doesn't really matter what age. I mean, you can still learn at age 100. I mean, Earth is our wonderful schoolroom, so you can always learn at any given age, but helping children or teenagers is wonderful. Now. The second part of that question, reading family members, mm-hmm. um, I have definitely done that. Um, I used to have a little trepidation initially whenever I would see something challenging, maybe surfacing, mm-hmm. but I don't see that any longer or I don't view things from that negative perspective any longer. So I do help read my family's charts, but only if they ask me. I do not volunteer anything unless they ask me. That's the same thing for my personal friendships as well. Yeah, I can imagine. And and in reading family's charts, were you able to discover something about yourself? Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. Well, it was important for me to see my parents and my siblings' chart in order for me to see the soul karmic pattern I've had with my um, immediate family. And then, of course, any intimate relationship and any extended um, friendships I've had, I've also run what's called compatibility charts, yeah. or I will look at someone's chart just to see how my compatibility fits in with theirs and, and to see what links we have together and what, you know, what, what basically is the connection in this lifetime. So it's a great tool, and I'm very privy to do that. And, and it helps me understand my purpose and my mission, and it helps me understand other people. Um, there are times that I used to work in corporate America where if I had to manage certain people, I would learn what their astrology charts are, and I would understand their demeanor or their under or their um, basically their character. It's it's typical to being a coach mm-hmm. to a team if you know how to motivate that specific player, 
and you know how to teach them, then you can, you know, really run a well-oiled machine here. And you can have, like, a great factory worker experience where everybody knows their roles and everybody does their part, and you can really succeed because everybody knows their purpose. So it's it's a great, great tool, and I've definitely used it to enhance my personal life. Mm. This is Tony Valen, host of Healing From Within. You can contact me, Tony, at TonyValen.com, or visit our website, HealingFromWithin.net. Follow the show on Twitter, at TVHFW. The show is also available on iTunes and YouTube. Just search Healing From Within with Tony Valen, or look for the Tony Valen channel on YouTube. We're talking to our guest, Marty Montez. You can learn more about Marty by going to CosmicCuisine.com. There you can look through his website for all kinds of information. You can scroll down to the bottom and connect with him on Facebook and LinkedIn. Just click on the icons at the bottom. You can also call him directly, 813-857-4844, or email him directly, marty at CosmicCuisine.com. And I was going to ask you about how you decided to name your website, but I know now because you were a chef right before you became an astrologer. Is that correct? <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly why the domain was available and I swiped it up. <laughs> well, I think that's wonderful. And, and, you know, the thing about it is that uh, from who you are and, and, and the way you are, I can I can almost tell that you intuitively know food like you know people. Do you feel that way? Whoa, that's very interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm a I'm a natural cook, so I'm I'm very lucky that way. And I just polished my skills by going through going through a French Culinary Institute, which was a wonderful experience because it just polished me up for sure. Um, I do have a natural intuition with food. Yeah. Good question. And I am naturally drawn to healthy eating. Really. Mm naturally. And it doesn't mean that I, I can't enjoy other foods that maybe may not be classified as maybe healthy or not, but um, I'm definitely drawn to the energy of certain foods. And, you know, it, it assimilates and it, it affects me differently, uh, affects me healthy in my body. So what I find, so it's a great question, but what I find is that there are certain fruits and maybe certain vegetables or certain products that people are drawn to mm-hmm. that they feel fueled by where other people are never, you know, very drawn to specific produce, but they, but some people are. So I find that very interesting. And maybe one day I'll do a study on astrology signs and food intake. That is very interesting because I, I almost feel like that was a natural progression for you to go from the food to the to the people. Because like I said, I just really feel like you have a natural connection with food and how they affect uh Yourself and others. I I truly believe that. Well, I'm I'm gonna write that down as an idea, and I think I'm gonna pursue that in the future. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, or, or moving on to, was I wanted to talk about your book that you wrote, Spirited Schoolroom: The Earthly Lessons and Adventures of a Healer. Tell us about your book. What what came? How did this book come about? Well, Tony, how the book was born was it was born out of a two year astrological transit that I went through um, around the millennium and it lasted two years and what it did it it opened me up spiritually and psychically or both because to be more spiritual is to be more in tuned and 
all psychic abilities mean to me is that you're, you're more conscious and you're more aware. And so what happened was simply this. I went through a very difficult loss. I had to put my 17-and-a-half-year-old cat down. And it was the first time I lost a pet. And so in the space of grieving her, the third day after I lost her, I had a profound dream. And in this dream, she was illuminated in white light. And I saw her. And I, re- and I looked at her and I said, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm seeing you. I just put you down three days ago. Mm. And what had happened was I was having a spiritual visit and I was having an out-of-body experience. But tell me, it really takes off from there. Not only did I see her illuminated white light, she walked over to me and she walked through my hand and I felt her spirit go through me. Mm. And it gave me chills. And then at that point, I heard a spirit tell me that we don't die, that energy transforms. And at that point, I'm put in an elevator. And it's a white elevator, and I can feel energy around me, maybe spirits around me. But they didn't take a a specific shape or form, but I can feel the energy around me. And I'm in this elevator, and I'm really ascending really high. And the elevator stops. And instead of the front doors opening, Tony, the right wall of the elevator opened. And below me to the right was planet Earth. And the same spirit that told me that my cat was fine and that we don't die said to me that there are many, many billions of souls that have been created. Many of them choose to go to Earth because Earth is one of many learning dimensions that exist. However, it is the toughest out of all the learning dimensions because it is Earth here that we can learn the most in the shortest period of time. Your soul advances the fastest here. So I was told to never see myself as a, a victim, but always see myself as a student. Mm. Then that elevator wall closed. Elevator as- ascended, and this time it stopped and the front doors opened. And in front of me was this master spirit with a beautiful blue aura. That spirit looked at me, entered the elevator with me, the doors closed behind it, and I woke up from the dream. Ever since I woke up from that dream, my consciousness shifted. I started to see spirits, started to feel them even more, and I, and I started to get messages about the lessons that we've come to learn on Earth. And so the two-year astrological event that I went through was a time for me to heal my painful childhood, which typically accompanies someone who came to learn a lot (laughs) or someone who comes to be a teacher. You know, they often choose a lot of challenging lessons and and I definitely chose my my own scripts. And so those two years um, opened me up so much and I've garnered so much spiritual knowledge, I decided to author a book. And this book is Uh, not only a personal spiritual memoir, but it's a healing guide. It's a self-help book that shows the information I receive from the other side. So there are definitely messages from heaven and there are lessons on earth written Mm. in that book. That's very interesting. So ever since uh, your cat, and I believe her name was Kashmir, is that correct? Yes, her name was Kashmir. So does that, do you feel a connection with animals now ever since that uh, vision with your kitty or... 
Yes. You know, it's interesting you, you said this. Um, I had an experience when my cat, in the last years of her life, she was diabetic and um, she was on insulin. And one night, in the middle of the night, she was having, um, she had a, a bladder infection. And it was in the middle of the night and I couldn't really take her to an emergency vet. So I did a hands-on healing with her. I placed her on her side. I placed my right hand over where her bladder would be. And I basically went into the zone for two minutes where I said a prayer to heal my cat. And, and after two minutes, she basically pushed herself away from me and she just walked away and went to sleep. The next day, her infection was gone. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I was a channel for divine inspiration or divine healing and ever since the experience with the hands-on healing for her, I've had many experiences where I've, I do Reiki on animals or a stray animal who's been wounded will find their way to my door. Tony, it's unbelievable. <laughs> if, if they, and, and, and this is sad to say, but there are times animals who've been wounded or been hit by cars, whatever, they find their way to me and they know that I'm going to bring them in so they can cross over. Oh, that is so... And I've done that a few times in my life. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. Um, So let's talk about section one of your book, The Divine Blueprint. Um, Chapter one, you talk about a revelation. What's the revelation? The revelation was the dream I just mentioned. The dream where where the spirit guide told me that Earth is our spiritual schoolroom, that is the toughest place to be. And the reason it's tough here is because this is where we can learn the most in the shortest period of time. So if you can script an incarnation to Earth and you can get through it (laughs) in one piece, you've done one heck of a job. Because it's not easy being on this vibration. And the more sensitive you are, the more challenging it is, the more focused you have to be in order to be in alignment with with your script here. So... The revelation is the, the purpose for being on Earth. Mm. Tell us about uh, the, the chapter on visitors. Oh, the chapter on visitors. Well, <laughs> that was very interesting, Tony. Uh, <laughs> visitors, visitors started to happen to me in my twenties. Uh, uh, what, what had happened was I, I, I grew up in a fairly religious environment, and I was kind of spiritual, an unconscious spiritual person, let's put it this way, if I can, if I can coin that phrase. Yeah. And what had happened was I, I went to a death at the age of 25 and I didn't, uh, I, I looked into the coffin and, and it sounds interesting. And I said, uh, there's something, wh- where is she? Where does she go? What is the process here? For some reason, I felt like church did not necessarily answer my question. So this is what happened. I asked the universe, I said, can you please tell me what's going on and what really happens when people pass? I need to know because I, the old religious structure didn't really fulfill me. It didn't answer my questions. And so what started to happen is I started to get visits from the afterlife. Mm. Just like they say, be careful what you ask for, you may receive yeah. it. Mm. So I started to get visits from the afterlife. So these visitors, so I had an experience where I received a phone call from a deceased um, aunt of, of a person that, that just had passed. And I heard static on the phone, and then I heard her voice as clear as anything tell me she was okay. 
<laughs> Interesting. Yes. And then I had my first clairvoyant experience where a spirit guide showed herself to me while I was in, in a prayer or meditation in my home. And then people started to disclose to me they were having ex- visits from deceased loved ones. So I started to detail the visitors that started to come to me to try to mold me and prepare me to answer the questions that I was posing to the universe. So based on those experiences, what, uh, well, maybe I, I, maybe I don't know this, but do you consider yourself a medium or why did you decide to not do mediumship and go into astrology instead? Well, mediumship is something that I definitely delved into after astrology. So it, well, when I started having those visits from the other side, it didn't necessarily prompt me to, to become a medium as a calling in my life. What it did is just answer the question that we don't pass. Uh, physically, we do. Spiritually, we don't. That everything is fine on the other side. Um, what I did is I furthered my studies by becoming a medium in my life by training with spiritual teacher Doreen Virtue. Mm, okay. And that happened after my astrological event happened. And after I started to open up and started having all these visits, I wanted to just hone my mediumship skills. So I did further educate with that. And that was after the astrological event, again, with Doreen Virtue. Very interesting. So how does that tie in with uh, a chapter you uh, titled Reunion? <laughs> these are great questions. <laughs> Reunion was... My grandparents um, passed away many years ago, and my mother was estranged from her parents and her family. And what happened was my mother decided she wanted to heal her past. So she contacted whatever living relatives were around, and we had a family reunion. During this family reunion, we had a really good time, and everybody was respectful and wanting to catch up after 22 years of estrangement. However, that evening my grandparents decided to use my sister as a channel in transmediumship, and they basically used her body to come through to give my mother messages from the afterlife. Wow. And wow. How, how did your mom take that? Um, <laughs> it, it awakened her. It did? It wow. awakened her. It, yeah. She was a believer in an afterlife, but she never had a visit from her parents the way that she did. And I think it was only her parents coming through on that day showing how much, how happy they were. And they basically came through to apologize and to share that their love because they basically came through the day that we reunited after 22 years of estrangement. It's a very powerful chapter and it was a very cathartic experience for my mom. And so yeah, it was one heck of a reunion, not only on the physical world, but from the spiritual world, too. Yeah, I felt like that was uh, definitely, uh, it, it It meant more to your mom than, than you, you could probably imagine, because I, I feel like she became a whole person at that time. It, it, I think it helped heal her heart, and, yeah. and the intensive reunite was to heal, but the miracle she got from her parents on the other side it just punctuated the intention. And it just goes to show you that Miracles do happen unconsciously. You can have a good intent, and you just never know the grace that will present itself once you stay in a space of gratitude. Or in a, when your intentions are chaste, you, you, you're really allowing miracles to unfold. And that's what happened with that chapter. Yeah, which leads me to the next chapter I wanted to ask you about. Tell us about the chapter you titled 
shock? Shock was the experience of 9-11. I'm from New York, and I used to work in New York City, and I had a a good friend of mine who I used to work with, and we used to uh, do a lot of sporting events and concerts with. And after I moved away from New York, I kept in touch with him, and as fate would have it, he was in the World Trade Center when when, uh, 9-11. And so Mm. it's a bit of a wacky story because I basically got closer to him three years before he passed because he lost his brother and I became like a, a bigger brother to him. And then he has fate would have it. He crossed over. Wow. And what happened was, um, he started to come to me in dreams a few weeks after he transitioned. And I would give these messages to his mother, his grieving mother who found deep comfort in these messages. So, during this astrological event, which is initially, by the way, the subject title Pluto, which I believe is right before shock, right. Um, that was the catalyst that opened me up. My death of my, my pet, the dream, letting me know where we're going, to open all this spiritual experiences, and then, of course, the shocking loss of my friend, um, and then the messages from the afterlife from him. Amazing. Yeah. And so that leads into the uh, the uh, surreal chapter, and that's what you were. I believe that's where you started coming. Uh, that's what you were going to talk about, right? Well, surreal was amazing because what what had happened was, if there was any evidential proof that I needed from the afterlife, it was through my friend who died in nine eleven. No. Every time I engaged with his mother all these things started to happen. And and I, I copied his mother to ground zero, and something really amazingly happened when we were going to ground zero. And I documented all these unbelievable experiences. You know, I call it surreal because I can't, I can't even, I mean, I'm articulating it as best I can now, but there are all these visits from the afterlife and how it helped us heal from his loss. And, one after another, profound messages. And things started to happen. I visibly would see things falling off counters. I visibly saw things in the air. Just amazing. And I was a very strong conduit during that period of time. And I was used as a vehicle to help a grieving mother. So it's, it was an amazing journey. And it's a very surreal, the blessings that came out of this experience. Much of it was tragedy. The blessings were very surreal. Yeah, so do you still feel that type of uh, uh, purpose for other people, or, or was it just for that one friend of yours? It's primarily subjective for me. Um, it's basically with my inner circle. I don't feel necessarily a calling to be a medium for others, unless that is my next chapter, to, be, to use my talents and open myself up and be a medium for others if that's supposed to be it. Um, What I typically do is, if I'm giving messages, which is mostly from my dream state, Mm -hmm. I go ahead and convey those messages. I've I've been given a lot of information about coworkers, friends, and people. And if I have a premonition or I'm given some sort of guidance, I go and give it because it's an agreement I made with the spirit world. Regarding uh, um, astrology and, and writing books about healing, that's definitely the space I'm in now. But if I'm ne- meant to be much more of a medium, then that will be the next chapter in my life. 
Yeah. And I wanted to backtrack a little because I know that at the beginning of the book, uh, it's very personal. You tell your story. Tell us about Marty and growing up. My childhood, uh, real briefly, um, I came from, um, my parents divorced very early in my life. I was two years old when they divorced. I don't remember my dad. I did meet him once when I was at the age of eight years old. It was a very difficult experience because I craved a father. I fell in love with my father and I never saw him again. So it left a, a really deep wound within me of abandonment. And then I had a mother who was basically inexperienced and, uh, and somewhat unstable because she was young herself. And, you know, just from the testimony that I gave you earlier about the chapter reunion, she went through a 22-year estrangement with her own biological family. So, so I came into the world to really learn forgiveness. I really learned to, I came into the world to break a pattern that I was born into with my family. And, and to forgive my father for abandoning me and to forgive my mother for maybe some of the unsavory choices she made because she really did the best she could um, while she was raising children and navigating her own anguish and her own lessons on life. So childhood was challenging. Adulthood has been much more empowering. And, and if it was, and astrology has been a saving grace for me. It's shown me why I chose the pattern I chose. And because I came to grow and heal a lot, because I came to forgive my family, and, before, and because I came to be a teacher of healing abilities, this is the reason why I had to walk through that valley of darkness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so do you, are you involved in anything else? I mean, have you written other books or do you have CDs or what else do you have to offer uh, the world? Oh, goodness. Um, I, I am offering my second book now which is an astrological guide to your soul's purpose and spiritual mission. So I'll explain that really quick for you. Sure. Um, everybody's soul's purpose in life is to learn, is to receive. That's everyone's soul's purpose. Uh, now, we all have what's called a spiritual mission. That mission is to express our talents and to teach. It's to give. So there is this you know, duality here in life. We have darkness and light. You know, we have cold and hot. And so we are here to receive and to give. And that's the balance on this planet Earth here. And so what I'm doing is I'm writing an, an astrology book showing um, how you can find your soul's purpose and your spiritual mission. So this book is not only going to be pertaining to uh, an astrologer who may be a novice or an advanced astrologer. It could be for the horoscope lover anybody who wants to learn more about their purpose in life. I also do lectures. I, I, I teach a lecture on astrology and numerology. I'm a big fan of esoteric sciences because I think the sciences really are the spiritual arts of life. I think the, tr the, the, the cycles of numerology and astrology shows your pattern. It gives you detailed information of why things are happening. And you can't dispute, uh, dispute science. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's a spiritual art. So you're not really gathering things out of the ethers. You're really looking at things from a really substantial point of view. So I, I teach a PowerPoint presentation called The Secret Sciences for Success. And basically, that's me um, going through a presentation, showing people how to find their soul's purpose and their spiritual mission using numerology 
and using astrology, and it's very in-depth. I teach lessons about specific body parts that may be prone to illness based on your astrology chart. Um, you know, I give examples of people who have succeeded with certain numbers and, you know, finding a name that's compatible to your birth chart. There's a lot of great information there. So right now, and I offer a lot of um, astrological consultations as a life coach. And all my consultations and my um, information, my services are all listed on my website. And just let you know that all my sessions are recorded and every one of my clients gets an audio link to their session that's recorded. Wonderful. And what about your books? Where can people get a hold of your books? Where can they go to, to uh, get them? Oh, the, the, the easiest. Well, it's being carried at the local Barnes and Nobles all over the Tampa Clearwater St. Pete area. But uh, for all the listeners outside this area, you can, the easiest way is to order it through Amazon. Uh, there's some discounted copies available there. And you can also get it, uh, you can get it down as an ebook as well on Amazon. It's available at barnesandnobles.com as well, or you can order it directly from the publisher that I use, which is balboapress.com. Perfect. And so what is next for Marty Montez? Well, um, doing a lot of um, astrology sessions, I'm doing a lot of book signings because I just launched the book this past July. I'm working on my astrology book now. And I'm, and I'm wanting to do more speaking engagements, so I want to lecture more on astrology and numerology. And I'm open to anything else that the universe has in store for me. I've done a lot of radio and TV, and I was uh, a guest spot for a CBS affiliate here for many, many years doing shows on eclipses and presidential elections and sports figures. And it's fantastic. The science just gives a lot of information, a lot of details, and it's, it's just great to be empowered. Knowledge is power. Absolutely. Well, Marty, thank you so much for taking the time to tell us about you, your life, and your gifts. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it, and I look forward to uh, having another session with you whenever. Absolutely. Our thanks to Marty Montes. You can learn more about Marty by going to CosmicCuisine.com. There you can look through his website for all kinds of various information. Scroll down to the bottom and connect with him on Facebook and LinkedIn. Just click on the icons at the bottom. You can also call him at 813 4844, or email him directly, marty at cosmiccuisine.com. You are listening to Healing from Within with Tony Balin here on Blog Talk Radio, airing Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Visit our website, healingfromwithin.net. Contact me directly, tony at tonybalin.com. Please follow the show on Twitter, at TVHFW. The show is also available on iTunes and YouTube. Just search for Healing from Within with Tony Balin, or look for the Tony Balin channel on YouTube. Thank you so much, and love and light from all of us here at Healing From Within. 